Hello everybody and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another guest episode on the Empower With Them podcast. Now, today's guest is going to be taking us on a massive spiritual journey in this conversation that I know we're going to dive into together uh, because today's guest is actually extremely passionate about all things spirituality because it completely changed her life and made her realize that we are here to do more than what we were told and programmed to believe. Now, it was through astrology that she discovered why she is the way that she is and what her purpose is here in this life. And we've been talking about purpose a lot on this podcast recently. So this is going to be such a fitting conversation. But ever since she learned this, she has never been the same and felt called to share her knowledge with others and and offer spiritual mentorship where she uses psychological astrology tarot and other healing tools to help clients discover and integrate their purpose and fully embrace being their most authentic self in a world full of masks and facades. So in saying that, I am so excited to introduce you guys today to Logan Judis. Welcome, Logan. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. Now, I'm so excited to chat with you today. Why don't you uh, obviously introduce yourself to all of our listeners because I've given the bio, but tell them about who the real Logan is and whatever beautiful parts of your journey you want to share. Yeah, so authentically Logan, she is figuring out who she is every day. That's kind of part of my uh, my mission is helping others heal as I heal myself. I feel like we're born into a world where we're programmed and told who we are, what our name is, what our religion is. Mm. And um, I feel like part of my spiritual journey has been unlearning that and kind of recreating who I am. So that's why I came up with the name Authentically Logan, because that's who I've decided to be is my authentic self and not just who I'm told to be. Yeah. So a little bit. And I use <clears throat> um, astrology and tarot were a big part of my journey mm-hmm. to get there. Um, the first reading I ever had, um, her name was Oath Oracle, and mm-hmm. she was the, she was the one that kind of helped me discover my purpose through astrology. And then it was from there that I just dove in. And there's so much that it's all written in the stars, basically. So mm-hmm. it's kind of what launched me. I yeah. love Have you that. Ever had a reading? I have had readings. Tarot readings is something I get quite often because I've had a spiritual coach, of a spiritual mentor of my own since um, early days in my business. And so I'm a big believer in the world of tarot and uh, just all that spiritual guidance that you can open yourself up to receiving. But I'd love to learn more about like what guided you to stepping into this spiritual journey and the spiritual path that you are on. How did that all start for you? Yeah. So actually it happened in 2020. Um, so I, the first thing I would say like in my spiritual aspect that I started doing was my moon ritual practices. That's something really important in my life. Actually tomorrow we have a Sagittarius full moon. So, uh, just in case Mm -hmm. anyone's curious about that, but, um, so every moon cycle for the full moons, I'll do a burn and release ritual. And for the new moons, I'll do intention setting and manifesting. 
So um, actually what really shifted it was uh, when I got the job with uh, Rob Dial and Dee DeVries, um, I had written in my journal, I was kind of just working a corporate job, feeling a little bit stuck. And I was trying to manifest a job that was just something different. I didn't really know what I wanted, but I just started writing qualities. Um, and then like, I would say like a couple weeks later, I listened to his podcast um, and then he was advertising for an assistant. And so I just applied not with no, you know, no expectation to it. Um, and then I, the rounds kept coming and then I ended up getting the job. And the coolest thing was in the interview, they wanted to know about the ritual. So I actually read a passage from my journal. It wasn't even the first one. I just opened it and I was like, oh, well, here it is, um, about the job I was manifesting. And I read that to them. So that was kind of what started it. And then I just, I got a little bit deeper. Of course, astrology has always been something. Um, but I would say plant medicine was a big, mm. a big factor in my spiritual journey and just kind of opened me up to the fact that there's so much more than what we mm. see. Amazing. So let's dive deeper into a couple of these things then. First of all, moon rituals. Now, personally, I have received many moon readings. Like that's something that I love leaning into is, is getting that guidance around like how to utilize the energy of the cycle we're in right but for anyone who doesn't fully understand how the moon influences us and how we can utilize this through rituals and all of that can you give them some more insights on that area for for us thanks yeah absolutely so for tomorrow's example um it's a full moon in sagittarius Mm. um so for full moons you think of it as like a cup analogy. This is how I like to explain it. Like if you have a cup that's already full, you can't pour more water into it. So it's the same thing with the moons. You want to pour out the water from the cup so you can make more room for manifestations or more water. So for full moons, you want to write down the things you want to let go of. Um, You can write it in like, um, like I am releasing and letting go of fear and I am choosing to trust my path instead or something Mm -hmm. like that, whatever, whatever it is in that moment. Um, and then I like to do a burn ritual, of course, in a safe spot where you can't catch your house on fire or anything like that. Um, or a fire pit if you have one. And then I'll, um, I'll set an intention. Um, and I'll, I'll light it on fire after I've done like my meditation and I've written down all the things I want to let go of, then I'll burn that. And then the same will apply for a new moon, except for I have a specific journal for all my new moon rituals Mm. where I'll write down in the present tense as if I already have it. I am receiving, let's say, a hundred thousand um, dollars at this amount of time. Like I'll give myself a time limit, um, but then you, the the key is to not have an expectation of how it's going to come because it's just going to come. It's already yours. The universe wants to give mm-hmm. you what you want, so it's like letting go of the attachment to it. Um, so I just do that every every month. There's two cycles. There's a full moon and a new moon, and I'm just I've been very consistent, and I've just watched some really crazy stuff happened in my life. So mm. it's, I love that. What's some of the craziest things that have come from this for you? Um, actually, I would say the craziest thing has been my partner right now, my, uh, my mm. current um, uh, partner. Yeah, I wrote down the qualities that I wanted in a man. And um, actually, this guy, we were friends for two years before we started dating. Mm. We actually met on a dating app, um, but it wasn't a love match at the time. Um, and we watch each other date other people. He has a meditation group in Austin that I just was a part of. And then one day I think I actually read that list to him because we had, we did some of the moon rituals there. Mm. And then, um, as we started dating, I looked back at my, at my diary entries just to see, and I was like, Oh my God, this is you. He's like, this is me. Like I showed him and he was like, like, it was just crazy. It's like, write it down. 
let go of the attachment and then watch it come in the most crazy ways. Because I had no idea I was going to end up with him. Wow. I love that. I love when uh, you have such a, when you align with the right people through spirituality, that's the exact same thing that happened for me in my relationship as well, was it was very much, um, didn't see it coming, but then it unfolded and was so aligned in the way that it did all happen. Um, But from what you've shared, you know, the full moon is about letting go and the new moon is really about like calling in and receiving. And the biggest thing you mentioned is letting go of attachment. And Speaking from personal experience, that is the hardest freaking thing to do. Like it's easy to say I want $100,000, but to release attachment to how that $100,000 is going to come is the hardest thing to do. So what is it that you take yourself through in order to actually be able to release that attachment and trust that you are going to receive what you're calling in by the time that you want to call it in by? So what I typically do is I make it a whole, like a whole thing. Like it's not just the journaling. I'll do like a bath mm-hmm. after that. I'll do some meditation or, you know, whatever comes after that. I do, I just focus on the next thing because I will, I've definitely been guilty of it too. Like, where is this? When is it going to come? Like, but I think it's just now I've gotten to a point where I just, I've learned to trust through experience and through mm-hmm. actually being the one that was like dwelling on my manifestation. I learned through doing that that it doesn't work when you do that. And so now that I'm aware of that, I can write it down and walk away with the intention of knowing it's already mine. Mm. And it was something I had to learn through, through literally doing what you just said. Mm. And what about when those like fears come up, you know, the fears or the resistance, or what if like you look at that thing you're calling in and then you feel that feeling in your gut, like that doubt, that limitation creeping in, how do you work around that? So then you can fully lean into that receiving space oh the fear is still there Mm. all the time I always feel fear but I'm just getting better at handling it and like kind of Mm -hmm. a big practice that I've been trying to do specifically lately is to love that fear um Mm. to love all the aspects of ourselves like we all embody dark and light it's just it's the human experience um so it's learning Mm. to love the shadows and the fear that comes in and just realize that it's we all have like childhood trauma and wounded parts of ourselves that come up. So typically Mm. when fear comes up, it's usually like, you know, your inner child or like a shadow aspect of yourself that just wants to be loved and acknowledged because there's a Mm -hmm. sense of feeling unsafe, unsafe, maybe from past experiences. So that's something I'm still working on. It's a never ending journey, but it's just learning to love that fear. If it comes up, acknowledge Mm. it, don't shove it down and be like, Oh, you know, experiential bypassing. Yeah, just really embracing it and and honoring the fact that it is there to help you with your growth, I guess, right? Because when that fear is present, it's just showing us something else that either we can work through on, on of ourselves or um, the next thing that's going to lead to that next level of expansion as well. So I love that that sort of uh, perspective you shared there. Um, what I'd love to know about is because as I was reading your bio and this, this term popped up, I was like, Ooh, this will be interesting to learn, learn a little bit deeper about is the use of psychological astrology, because I've never heard of that phrase together. Like I've heard of astrology, but I've never heard of psychological astrology. So would you mind, first of all, giving us insights into what astrology is and then, diving deeper into this side of psychological astrology. Yeah, for sure. So astrology is a never ending, never, you never learn it all. It's like 
you could spend your whole life learning about astrology. There's so mm. much to it. Um, so astrology, you know, everybody knows their sun sign. Typically it's like the sign that, you know, when you're born or when your birthday is, that's your sun sign, but we all have different features of our personality that break it down. So we have our moon, that's our emotions, our rising. That's how others perceive you. Mercury, it's how we communicate and how we process information. Then we have Venus. That's how we love, how we, how we can, uh, mm. how we need to receive love. Um, Jupiter, how you grow, how you expand, like, and it just goes on and on. Like there's different planets that mean something in your personality, but then where the psychological astrology comes down are like, where are your deepest internal wounds? Um, where are you self, your areas of self-sabotage, your lunar nodes, which are literally your purpose, um, are something you've already mastered. Um, you have your North lunar node, which is your purpose and the reason that you came mm -hmm. here. And then your south lunar node, which is pretty much the gifts you came into this world already have mastering. So it's just mm -hmm. deeper aspects of yourself that you can literally learn. And um, when it comes to astrology that are outside of your personality and who you are. So that's mm -hmm. why I call it psychological because it's like, it's not just what you see on the outside. It's like deep wounds that like yeah. are also your healing gift to others. Mm. So. And how do we like discover these things? How do we even like know where to start to figure out these different parts of our deeper self? So CoStar is a very cheap version that has, have you ever heard of CoStar, the app? No. Nah. Okay. That's like a, I would say more entry level. Uh, but if you want to mm. understand yourself and you don't feel like getting, or you don't want to pay for an astrology reading, that's a quick cheat way to do it. But that the only thing about that is it doesn't show all the planetary aspects or like your Chiron, uh, your Chiron is your deepest internal wound and mm. you're healing it to others. So you would do that, um, by going to, let's say like astro.com and putting in, you have to have your exact time of birth, um, mm. your date of birth, your year, um, or you can get a reading. That's always the most helpful way. So you can actually have somebody really fully integrate it because yeah. a lot of that will just be like read to you, broken it down. Um, versus what I do is I actually channel through astrology. So mm -hmm. I can like, like, you know, like somebody can actually like reciprocate the medicine that you need to hear based off of your energy through your birth chart. Mm. And so that's kind of what I do versus that's just okay. like typing it in and looking at it. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like um, sitting there and diving deeper and having that actual conversation with someone like yourself who can channel those sorts of things would just open up for so much deeper like awareness and discovery to be able to come from that. And I'd love to hear a little bit about how like understanding your psychological astrology has helped you with your self-transformation. Yeah, Um it changed my life. Honestly, it showed me that, uh, so each sign in each house has a different meaning. It's like mm -hmm. the sign is the energy, right? The house is the story. So learning that helped me realize that I was actually spending my whole life in my comfort zone. Mm. And so my comfort zone was about love and relationships and, you know, being like more of like housewifey, you know, versus being an entrepreneur. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to actually do that. Mm -hmm. So the good news is that when you come into this life, the gifts you've already had from your South node, you're able to still use them for your purpose to your, for your North node. You're just not supposed to stay stuck in it. Like they, mm -hmm. they serve you in this lifetime, but for me to just like be looking for love, you know, not worried about what I'm doing for, you know, doing for work, um, that wouldn't serve mm -hmm. me. 
And so it's funny that when I started stepping into my power and I started actually focusing on my business and what I wanted to do is when I attracted that partner. So now they have the opportunity to balance. And so that's when things changed because I was just looking for jobs. I was kind of job hopping, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And Mm. my passion was spirituality and astrology. Mm. And how long did it take you to align with that? You know, because once you do find your passion and you do get clear, okay, astrology is the thing for me this is where my passion lies then it's easy to start to build your purpose out from there but what about the lead up like how did you actually go about figuring out that that's what you were passionate about and that's what your purpose in this life is connected to it took a lot um it took a lot for sure um so I um I hired a mentor which was life-changing for me because Mm -hmm. I had these gifts and I had this passion and I've been studying astrology my whole life, but it wasn't until I got my own reading because oftentimes when you resonate with somebody, they have the medicine you need to hear. So this woman that did my reading, you know, she changed my life and made me want to dive deeper. So I started taking courses. I started really studying, but it wasn't until I I found my mentor that of course was divinely guided and super aligned um, that I started believing I was worthy of it because that's another mm-hmm. factor. You can have these talents, skills, you know, passions, but it's a me- the worthiness factor is always going to be the issue. And it's like, we all mm-hmm. have this program that's like, who am I to think that I can do this? And then it was just breaking through that. So had mm-hmm. I not hired that mentor, I can't say that I'd be where I'm at. And I think everybody should have a mentor or mm-hmm. coach or some type of accountability. Definitely. Right. And sorry, you keep going. <laughs> Oh, no. Sorry. Yeah, I was just saying the whole the whole concept is like we can all look outside of our own heads and help other people. But when it's our own self, we're not just facing ourselves. We're facing our ego, our higher self, our inner child, our shadows. So sometimes it's like a scrambled egg in here. But like mm-hmm. when you, you have a mentor, they can look outside of of themselves and help and, and help you in ways you can't help yourself. Mm. biggest thing is like showing us our blind spots those spots that we just can't see because we're in it like we're, we're stuck in the chaos of everything going inside of our mind and having that external perspective or that that person external to yourself to just be able to point out and show you okay this is you know here this is where you're blind at the moment or this is how we can piece everything together just helps so much and I'm curious to know, like with the spiritual or with the mentor that you work on, work with, is this someone specifically to help you with that spiritual expansion or is this specifically for business? How do you go about choosing the mentors that you work with, you know, in alignment with the goals that you're working towards? So I um, actually, I was looking for a integration mentor originally after for my ayahuasca experience. I was looking for someone to help me through that. Um, but he actually ended up being so much more than that. He was actually a friend of mine. Um, mm-hmm. and it just, he was already kind of helping me without, before I even started paying him. Yeah. Um, are you, do you follow like masculine feminine energies or like anything like that? Like, is that mm. resonate with you? Yeah, completely so, resonates. something we talk about a lot here as well. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Then you'll, yeah, then you'll definitely resonate with this. So mm. I have spent a lot of my lifetime in a wounded masculine state mm. trying to control me. You know. <laughs> yeah. You too. Me. <laughs> so many women are, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he helped me identify that. And, um, that was like the start of it. And then that was the whole point of it was healing, um, the wounded feminine or the women wounded masculine. So I could fully embody the feminine parts of myself. And so like, mm-hmm. that was just the starting point of it. 
And it's, it's, I love that you said that too, because I know so many women that it's just, it's so easy to just want to control. And- yeah. Especially in the entrepreneurial space, you know, so many women in this business space, I think we're so far in our wounded masculine as well, because we are in a society which has been dominated by men for so long. And the way of business has always been a very masculine way. And so I think that also has caused for us to really shift into that space of wounded masculinity, thinking that that's how we have to be in order to succeed in business. Um, So what are your thoughts on all of that? Oh yeah. It's the hustle grind culture. It's all we've ever known. I used to just be like at my desk, like just like nonstop. And it's like, like, I liked how you said, how do we start this episode in a flow state? Let things flow very feminine. Like, so I respect that. Cause like we spend so much time just like, let's follow the schedule. Let's do this. So I love, Yeah. yeah. It's time to stop leaving sales to chance in your business and start implementing strategies that are proven to work. If this speaks to you, then I am here to offer you the solution that you have been waiting for. I am so excited to introduce to you guys the Social Selling Mini Series. This is a three-day social selling experience that will teach you how to stop leaving sales to chance and actually start making an income from your business. Now, this experience is for you if you struggle to make consistent sales in your online business, you don't know what to post, when to post, or how to post with intention, you feel really icky about selling online and talking about your offer, and you don't know what you're doing with your business social media strategy. The key to growing quickly in the entrepreneurial space is having the right strategies in place. So do you have a strategy that teaches you how to create clear branding and messaging, how to optimize your business profile, what content to post, and how to speak to the different types of buyers in your audience, and how to sell your services online. Now, if you're ready to start transforming your sales with strategies that are proven to work, then come and join me in the Social Selling Mini Series now, okay? This is a three-day experience that will be kicking off in July. So get yourself enrolled now and take advantage of the amazing offers that are running at the moment as well. I put a special link in the episode description of today's episode, which will give you guys an exclusive podcast listener discount on this opportunity. So go check it out. And I hope to see you guys joining me in the social selling mini series. Amazing. And I mean, there's something that I'd love to dive into as well. We could go off on a massive tangent about feminine and masculine energy, but I feel like we speak about that all the time on the podcast. There's a totally different direction I want to go in because you mentioned the term ayahuasca. And this is something that has been popping up for me. Like it has been on my radar for this entire week, I think. And I think we're meant to talk about it in this podcast episode because every podcast I've been listening to, this word has been popping up. And I, have a vague understanding of what it is, but I can't really say that I 100% understand what this is. So can you share some insights into this since this is something that you have experienced yourself? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you're getting the call. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, So yeah, I, um, ayahuasca, it's a form of DMT and it's like a vine from a tree. Um, Mm. And it's, yeah, it's a very sacred and profound plant medicine. Um, definitely a changer of lives. 
Um, I went to a retreat in Ecuador. Um, it was the scariest thing I've ever done. I was a very afraid person before I, I did this retreat because I was supposed to have a friend come with me. She wasn't able to come last minute. I ended up having to go by myself. I had never left the country. Like I've gone to Mexico wow. like twice. Um, so I had to end up going without her. Um, and that was really scary for me because, you know, like safety and so I went and um, I, it was the most incredible experience of my life. Um, not only did we sit with ayahuasca, but we did San Pedro, mushrooms, peyote, uh, combo. Um, and look, tell me if I'm like going too fast with it. Um, but there's so, yeah, there was so much. Um, and so ayahuasca was tough on me. Going back to the masculine feminine energy, she's a feminine energy. So um, I found that I worked a lot better with the masculine um, plants, which is, uh, peyote and San Pedro, um, ayahuasca, everybody's experience is different. I didn't actually like leave my body. I was very there. Um, it was actually a very profound experience for me because I started my period. I wasn't supposed to, mm. it was early. Um, so I could feel her being very gentle with me compared to other people. Mm. Um, I learned a lot about codependency and actually my relationship with my mom at the time um and just kind of seeing her and I aging together side by side it was the most painful thing it was like basically like your mom's not going to be here forever it was just like a very like seeing her age and seeing myself age next to her um it was a lot about self-love and fear um a lot of people around me were just like everybody's in their own world you know but it was just it was one of those things where it's like, I, I don't even know if me speaking it can like possibly like put into how deep the experience was. Um, but I just know that it definitely changed me. Um, it was, mm. it's not for the week. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it was tough. Um, but I would definitely recommend it to anybody that's getting the call and that feels like they need, um, need mm. to see more or like if they're very lost and like nothing is helping. I feel like it definitely does help. I personally, I found myself having a better experience with uh, San Pedro and peyote. That was more of like, like a very self-love type of feeling. Um, it's more of a masculine energy. Ayahuasca can, some people, they'll like go to another realm. Um, I was very much in my body, but I definitely saw visions and um, I didn't actually have a purge from ayahuasca. Um, so that was different. Not a lot. Not everybody did. I had two cups. Um, most people, most people had one just because it is very mm -hmm. tough. Um, the men had like, some of the men had like four cups. I had two. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it was, it's one of those things you can't possibly like really share it because it's just so in your head. Yeah. Um, but it does give pro profound healing. One thing I will say is that the most important part is the integration. The medicine doesn't mean a thing if you aren't able to integrate your lessons into reality. And that was my challenge. Mm, so tell me more about that then. So ayahuasca is a plant medicine. You drink it in tea form, I take it. And then it yeah, it's gives you this like a uh, uh, spiritual awakening in a sense, opens your eyes up to different parts of yourself that maybe you haven't fully lent into before. And then this implementation part being the next step. What is that meant to look like? Or how is that meant to go, you know, after actually taking the plant medicine? 
yeah, so the integration, I was kind of like, I was like almost overdoing. I'm like, well, how do I integrate this? Like I have this like obsessive nature with like, how do I integrate? So that's when I started to hire my mentor. Um, and really it ended up just, it kind of aligned. Like I didn't have to like specifically like ask him for integration. It became like, it just happened like through, mm -hmm. it's like something that you don't even have to focus much on. It's just, you have to take the lessons you learn and just let them come to you. Like you'll know what to do. I think hiring a coach or a mentor after is really helpful too, because whatever's happening in your ayahuasca ceremony is still going to show up in your day-to-day -day life in general. So like, mm. you know, like doing, like finding like journaling when something comes up, sitting with your emotions, talking about it, um, and then figuring out like whatever your lesson is, how are you going to change it? Or how are you going to implement that lesson into everyday mm. life? Yeah, and I guess that was the hard part. Yeah, completely. And it always is at the end of the day, like the actual implementation of anything is always the hardest part when it does come down to it. So this whole space of plant medicine is something that I haven't really tapped into myself yet. And for any of our listeners who maybe haven't tapped into it either, can you just give an overall insight into like, what the actual intention is behind it. Like, is it just taking drugs for the fun of it? Or like, what is the, you know, deeper purpose behind this plant medicine concept? Oh yeah. Yeah. So whenever I do any type of plant medicine, even if it's mushrooms, I always do it in like a mm -hmm. ceremonial way. Like I will never, I'm not like a party drug person. Like that's, yeah. it might've been my thing when I was younger, but it, no, 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 no. Mm. Um, also if like somebody, even if, like DMT is a thing, like they like, not ayahuasca, but like straight DMT, people do that mm -hmm. as like a recreational drug. And I'm like, no, thank you. That's unless mm -hmm. it's in a ceremonial sense with a shaman in like a trusted space, like I, I'm not going to mess with it because the intention yeah. is to connect. And there's, you know, you're opening up portals, you're opening up yourself to things. So mm -hmm. like, you know, there are spirits and entities that can come in. So you want to be in a trusted, safe space. You don't want to allow mm -hmm. yourself to, to be in a vulnerable spot. Um, so that's just my, I, I know plenty mm. of people that like to party, no judgment, but <laughs> I think that, yeah, I think it's best and safer in a, in a trusted space with somebody that has been doing it for a while. Mm -hmm. I love the word, the use of the word intention, because that is it, right? Like you can either do recreational drugs for the point of like, you know, getting fucked up and all of this, or you can have this intention of, Hey, I'm going to use plant medicine, or I'm going to use this, um, you know, this medicinal product to help me with my self-expansion and to tap into new parts of myself that maybe I haven't been able to explore yet, you know, in this, in this state that I'm in now. And you mentioned, you know, portals, spirits, and entities. And I'd love to have a conversation around all of this and your beliefs around all of that, because it's something that I love talking about. Like I had the biggest conversation last night with my spiritual mentor about like, you know, spirits and tapping into like spiritual gifts and like that going that depth deeper in my own spiritual development because for so long I had been working I guess with the mindset that I'm going to expand my spirituality because that's going to help me expand my business but then I sort of came to this realization the past week that it's not about that it's about business is actually a tool to help me expand my spirituality in this life and therefore I want my focus in my spiritual growth to be on just 
actually exploring that aspect itself and detaching from the need for business to be a driving force behind my own growth. So I'd love to hear like your insights on this whole spiritual space with whether it be guides, portals, whatever you feel drawn to diving into conversation with me about. Yeah, I love that. I love that aspect, by the way, that you're, that it's more spirituality that in your business is a tool. Mm. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I was raised super Christian, you know, believing that, you know, that's the way. And now I would say that I believe there's truth in all religion. Um, I believe that we are all connected very, like we all know that right to an extent, Mm. but we are all just one. We're all embodiments of each other. We are all mirrors for each other. We all have the ability to channel messages from God to think about it. When you turn on the radio and you hear that, that song that you needed to hear that it was in Mm -hmm. resonance with what you were going through. Like, there, everybody has the ability to channel and we have the opportunity to connect with spirits, with source directly. There's archangels. Um, also something newer that I've tapped into, uh, this year actually are star seeds, um, yeah. another word for like aliens, like it's been coming up so much as well. Yeah. I star seeds, like all of these things. Let's, let's keep going. Right. And like, so we have the ability to, tap into all of that and we can communicate, you know, through tarot, through just like meditation, which I have not tapped into that through meditation yet. Actually, my partner does. He can channel directly through source. Like he can literally mm. sit there and like get an answer and like ask in his head. Like it's, it's mm. profound. Um, my channeling comes through a sense of knowing and intuition and mm. also through cards. But uh, my impression and something that I've learned from my mentor is that sometimes spirit guides and archangels and, you know, all of those higher dimensional beings, even though they're great, they also have hidden agendas. So it's not mm-hmm. to say that they won't help you, but um, my my way is actually like if I pray or if I'm pulling cards, I'm praying directly to source, to, to God. Mm. instead of like archangel you know i used to be you know more like focused on my spirit guides which they're great they're all here to help Mm. they're all beings of light right but they have hidden agendas apparently so um but yeah there's gosh there's fairies i have this friend who's an intuitive who has like this spiritual vortex in her house and i'm not joking i took a video and there was little i know people that are not into spirituality are gonna be like what is this girl talking about but i'm telling you i saw it um i believe i'm open to all this yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there was little fairies in her in her house, and I took a video. They weren't bugs. You can tell the mm-hmm. difference. Like they were like gleaming. And I tried it at my apartment, and it didn't work. So it was like she, the way she had her her space set up. She had all these different crystals. Like I took a video. Like you can't make this up. Like you can wow. tell the difference between a bug, and I felt the energy of it. So it's like there's so much more than what we see, mm. and that we're pretty much in a matrix created system where there there's so much like beyond us like right now probably in between Mm. us is like you know just like light flying in between us and yeah I know I sound crazy saying that but it's I I just believe it so much (laughs) oh I love that first of all you have to send me that video so I can see these fairies myself and it's so funny as well because last night in my uh spiritual coaching session with my mentor the self uh, I think it was the self-care that I need to do is look for the fairies 
Look for the berries was literally what she said my self-care is that I need to do in this next cycle of the moon. So I'm like, hey, okay, this ain't no coincidence. This conversation is we had to postpone this podcast for a reason, right? Like we're talking now because now is when we needed to have this chat. But um, I love the whole conversation surrounding channeling. And I love that you're someone who, uh, how you, you said you just know, like that's how you receive. Hey, it's through that deep sense of knowingness, is it? Knowing and feeling. Yeah. Like, I, like it's like a sense of my gut, but then it's also mm-hmm. I feel like I in my yeah. heart. Like I'm like, you need to hear this. Versus yeah. some people hear, see, go, like, mm. Yeah. I love that. And I'm someone who is, I see and I feel. So I'm very, uh, so it's clairvoyant when you see. And the uh-huh. what's the clair for knowing? That's uh, claircognience is when you hear, right? Or is claircognience when you know? I think that's when you know. Mm, yeah, yeah, sure I believe it is. Know. But yeah. I'm very much the same in the feeling, like the chest, when there's something that is like, yes, this is this is something you need to receive this or you need to share this it spreads from the center of my chest right across. And then the seeing is very much through my dreams. Like that is where I receive all of my messages and they're the most vivid experiences as well. And it's so crazy because literally last night in so much happened in this one session that I had last night, like so much is just, we're just stepping in this new level of just spiritual expansion over here. And my intention was, I really want to start channeling my gifts more and I really want to start leaning into channeling like that that ability to see and receive guidance through that sense and so then I've decided I'm starting a dream journal again and I'm going to write down all my dreams and so last night I had like again the most vivid dreams and I wrote them all down and I was like I almost didn't write them down right because I was like this doesn't make sense just thinking of them off the top of my head like there's no message there but I was like Emily do it anyway and so I started writing them all down and then as I like looked over it, all of a sudden, I just like, I knew what the message was that I needed to receive. And it was so clear. And it, it just had that feeling, right? Of like, yes, this is exactly what this was. Uh, you, This was what you were meant to hear. And I just love how so instantaneously, like as soon as you decide, yes, I want to lean into this. Yes, I want to start opening myself up to channel. Yes, I want to start receiving more. Um, it can happen just like that, you know, over the span of one night. And I'd love to know what sort of like experiences have you had yourself with your spiritual gifts and your ability to channel? Has there been anything like absolutely profound in your list of experiences that you've had in this sense that you want to share? Yeah, all the time. Gosh, and what you just said, we like just my heart was just, my heart chakra was like, <laughs> so I love it. That. I love that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, all the time. Oh my gosh. Since I've started doing this, like I said, fear has been a hot topic. Mm. It still comes up, but I can transmute it better now. But mm. every reading that I do, I surprise myself because that mm. imposter syndrome starts to come in. Right. And then I do it. And then I'm just like, it's like exactly what the person needs. Like there was one person I did a contest, um, like a free contest for, to win a free astrology reading. And this girl kind of seemed like she only did it because somebody, you know, like she didn't really, wasn't really all that interested. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we kept rescheduling and I'm just like, you know, I'm giving you a free read. Like, do you want it? Like, I kind of started to get frustrated. Um, And then uh, eventually I was just like, here, how about this? How about I'll do a one-way recording and Mm -hmm. then I'll just email it to you. And then if you have questions, we can do a Um, follow-up. And so I did, I did it. I sent it to her and 
she was just like, oh my God, like, how did you know all this? Like, and, and we ended up having a follow-up call. So then we ended up like, you know, she was just a really busy person. So I understood that. But at first I was just like, like, what's going on? Like, we can't feed ins. And like this, like, it was like spot on. It was like, she had gone through a divorce, like, and that was part of like her wound. And it was like everything. And I was like kind of doubting myself because it's awkward to do it one way, you know, like where the person can't be there to integrate, like, does this seem, does this resonate type of thing? Um, so there's been a lot of circumstances where it's just been like spot on. And Mm. then I just like, you know, I'm like, Hmm, like questioning if this is right. And it just, it's, it seems to always be what the person needs to hear. Mm. And it's just the best feeling. It's like, it reminds me because there's been times where I'm like, I prayed about it. I'm like, God, am I supposed to do this? Am I, is this, is this really my purpose? Is this just my passion or am I supposed to do Mm. this? That same day that I've asked that, I watched a random TV show and it was about astrology and it's not usually about astrology. So the universe was like, yes, you are supposed to do this. And just every time I give a reading, I feel like so much power. Actually, my hands are tingling (laughs) thinking about talking about it. Um, I feel like in my solar plexus, just like, yes, like this jolt of power. Like I know I'm supposed to do this and the way the other person acts on the end. It's just, it's so beautiful. And it's, um, it's, it takes every day. I have to remind myself why I do it, but when I do it, that's, that's a reminder in itself is, is that it's always the medicine that the person needs to hear. Mm, I love that. And I love that as you're sharing this whole thing as well. I don't know if you can see it on your end of the camera, but there's just been the most beautiful beam of like white light coming out of the corner of your screen. Um, And I just thought that was so beautiful that as you're sharing like all of this about your connection to, you know, your spirits and being out of channel and all of that, that is like they're here and they're like supporting you and guiding you through this episode as well, which is just so beautiful. I know I did see it. I was actually looking at you, but I love that you pointed that out. (laughs) It's like the fairies for you. Yeah, right. Looking for the fairies. Oh, I absolutely love it. And if there's anyone that's like sitting, listening to this episode today and they're like, oh my gosh, this channeling stuff sounds so cool or transformational or like, wow, this is something I'd love to learn more about. How did you first of all go about discovering your abilities to channel and how can someone else go and discover what their form might be? So a lot of my, I guess, recognition of my channeling came from my mentor who sees timelines and has told me crazy stuff about myself that has came to fruition. So I I have a very big trust in him and I've always been passionate about tarot and astrology and I would do it on like, you know, watch it on YouTube and I would practice it. But I, you know, again, it came down to the worthiness. So he was like, you know, you channel through astrology, right? Cause I gave him a reading actually. And I was yeah. like, how do you do that? And it wasn't until I started doing it and that I started like seeing the other end of the person that I realized that that's exactly what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so like you can study astrology and there's different aspects of like, you know, there's different planetary transits, trines, all kinds of create like words that no one's going to know what I'm talking about, but mm-hmm. like to actually channel it is to like feel the energy in your heart and, and understand the person that you're talking to. And mm-hmm. just, it's like a sense of knowing like, like, wow, that's, that's what you've done. That's how you, and like, and then the feedback from the other person and the look on their face, it's like, I knew I was supposed to say that. And it just comes out. Like you don't have to force it. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, your ego can try to come in, but it's like a sense of 
just you're flowing. It's just spewing mm-hmm. out of you. And you don't even, you might not even remember what you said, but it's like this, and everyone can do it. You just, I think you, it takes some like trust in yourself. I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest takeaway is trusting and knowing that we all have this ability to do it. We just have to want it, trust it mm-hmm. and own it and not try to control it and let our ego take over and try to throw in what yeah. it thinks to. Yeah. And I suppose that comes back to like the importance of like strengthening your connection to yourself by practicing being present and practicing actually being in your body and um, connecting with yourself, you know, on that level, because in this world we, we live in, and especially if you're in the entrepreneurial space, it can be so easy to just go, go, go and get so disconnected from yourself become so out of alignment with yourself and then when you are like separate from you know you've broken that connection between your mind your body and your soul you're not going to be able to tap into these things you're not going to have that deeper sense of trust with yourself you're not going to be fully connected to your intuition and all of these things that are going to guide you through your spiritual gifts anyway so I think that comes back to like practicing being present and practicing being still and practicing just connecting with your being you know if you do want to start to step into that space of of growing yourself on a greater spiritual level for sure absolutely Mm. well this has been such an awesome conversation I've loved every second of it and I could honestly like we could just go further and further and further and just talk about all this this all day because when we do tap into this space of spirituality I just it's so interesting to me and it's so exciting to me and it's like it, it adds such magic, you know, to, to life, right? And it's exactly that, like believing in fairies or believing in um, these powers that are greater than just like your human self. It adds like a really magical element to this life. It's like you get to live inside one of those fantasy movies where, you, you know, you're watching it on the screen, but you can actually experience that in your reality when you do tap into spirituality. So is there anything else that you wanted to tap into before we do start to wrap up today's episode? Just that what you said, life is magic. We Mm -hmm. are creating our reality every day. We do like everything that they talk about on TV. It does exist. So yeah, like we are, we're living a fairy tale and like, it's so easy to get trapped into the fear side, but there's Mm -hmm. so much magic on the side of love. And that's a big thing in my own journey that I'm trying to tap Mm -hmm. into is choosing love over fear because we really do have the choice. Yes. It's always a choice. I absolutely love that. And Logan, something I do ask all of my guests who come onto the Empower With Them podcast is to leave our listeners with a final piece of empowering advice. So what do you feel called to share as a final note with our listeners today? Hmm. You know what? I think that we can take it back to, you know, in a world full of fears to choose love. Fear is going to come up to not judge that fear, but to love that fear. It's Mm. a part of yourself. And when given the opportunity, always choose love. Mm. I love that. Such a beautiful note to end on. So Logan, if anyone has been listening to you today and they're curious to learn more about what you do, curious to work with you, or even just to get a tarot reading from you, where is the best place for them to find you and connect with you? I would say probably Instagram at Mm. authentically Logan. 
Amazing. And I'll put all the links as well into the episode description so people can just simply click it, find you, connect with you and uh, start to develop a deeper relationship and connection with you. But thank you so much for your time today. I've honestly loved every second of this conversation. I love when I can find someone who just vibes out over the same woo-woo things um, and we just go off on tangents and just it's always such a magical place that these sorts of conversations take us. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Don't be a stranger. I'm always here if you want to talk about anything spiritual. (laughs) Oh, you know I'm going to take you up on that. (laughs) So that's a wrap on today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast or know somebody who needs to hear this, then send this to them and share it to your stories, tagging me at empower.with.m.podcast. If you want more from the podcast, make sure you jump on over to the Empower community on Facebook. I have popped the link in the show notes of this episode, so I can't wait for you to join me there. But that's all for me for now, fam. It's time I love you and leave you. So until we hang again, remember you can break through any limiting mindset, any limiting belief, and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered.